Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our Great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip through the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over there in Tupelo. Be sort of weird if Brupolo was in, you know, Bassfield. Brewfield? Brewfield would work. Do we want to go Brewfield or Brewsfield, Robbie? Brewsfield. Brewsfield. Okay. We'll go with that. Well, wherever you are in this great state, you can always get Strange Brew Coffee House. All you got to go do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and they'll ship it right to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machines on the counter there, they've got you covered, including the super awesome and always running out of stock, yet always being replenished K-Cups. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find maroon and white merchandise. You can't find just anywhere else because nobody else has as big a selection as they do at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Whatever you're looking for, for yourself, your family, your car, your house, or your tailgate, they've got it at College Corner. Humble Taco, Starkville's best Mexican restaurant and most unique Mexican restaurant. It's not just the typical stuff there. It's not just a couple of tacos and, and some refried beans. No, no, it's it's Southern fare. It's Mississippi fare with Mexican. I got that backwards. I keep doing it backwards. I can't, I can't better get, get it right. I can't get it right. You better get it right. You're plus into the doing this read, and I'm still messing it up. It's because like when, when we do the read, Robbie, I start thinking about the tacos, and then I can't think about anything else. Uh, oh, it's I their fault for having such delicious tacos. That's right. I'm blaming them. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Favorite Southern classics turned into Mexican favorites. You can't find it anywhere else, guys. It's a unique restaurant, not just the Starkville, but to the state of Mississippi and maybe the whole South. The whole damn South. That's what I'm talking about. So, sorry for using the D word there, but I wanted to emphasize my point of how awesome Humble Taco is. Firehouse subs. It's like the wind in, in your dreams. No? What? It's, it was another Swayze reference. No? Oh. I didn't, I didn't get that one. You didn't get it. It's okay. It's okay. No, it was over my head. It's all right. It's all right. Nothing goes over my head. I would catch it. Mm, I reflect too fast. Anyway, when you're thinking about lunch, think Firehouse Subs. Just download the app. Your order will be ready within minutes, and you'll pile up reward points to eat free sandwiches, which, you know, I mean, gas is $4 a gallon, guys. You got to save a buck where you can. If you can save it on a delicious sub sandwich, all the better. Firehouse Subs has locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flow and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. It is rival. I can never say this. Can I, can I do it today? Rivalry weekend. Got to really emphasize that last R there for me to not say rival we weekend. Marriage. Love. 
Tuwav. Well, it's no Tuwav <laughs> between Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Uh, we will talk to Jake Mangum a little later in the show. Good interview with him. We catch up with him a little bit about his, what's going on with him baseball wise. And he had some interesting. I, I couldn't help but ask him about NIL. He had some interesting thoughts. I know, Robbie. I know you're going to roll your eyes with the NIL talk, but I wanted to get a former athlete. His opinion on it might surprise you, so definitely give it give it a listen. I think he would have made a lot of money at Mississippi State. And he when admits he was here. to that, but and we'll just leave it at that. But let's start with the uh, the preview: Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Robbie. As we record here, it's it's Thursday morning. Uh, I'm sorry, it's Wednesday morning. Ole Miss last night, Tuesday night, hammered at home by Southeast Missouri. Uh, 13 to three was the final score. They would have gotten run ruled if not for a late home run by uh, Taiwan Malone, who, of course, is the football player playing baseball as well. Um, no, no, no word if he plays the piano. I haven't gotten that update yet. Cannot wait to hear more stories about him yeah. when he actually plays in meaningful games. Well, see how that goes. Um, I, I talked to, to, to Richard cross earlier today we had our production meeting for this will be we're really playing the fourth wall here but this will be wednesday's sports talk mississippi and i asked him this have they quit has Ole Miss just quit are, are they are they done do you get some 2015 mississippi state vibes off of this old miss team we'll find out on thursday yeah. Th- this is the weekend this is the weekend if Ole Miss comes out in this ball game and shows life, then they still have a puncher's chance. If they just lay down and Mississippi State comes in there and sweeps them, they're done. And and Mike Bianco's done. I think if they lose the series, I'm predicting that Mike Bianco is is not going to be the coach next year. Like I, I feel like that's how I feel dire. Like you can make that prediction now, to be honest, because they're not going to host. Well, no, but I mean, if if they turn it around here mm-hmm. and they make a run like into the postseason, mm-hmm. I think that they can. He can make a case for himself. Yeah, um, you know I th- he, he's still recruiting well, but I mean this is the team, man. I mean look at look at this lineup. Look up and down this lineup: Tim Elko, T.J. McCants, Jacob Gonzalez, Peyton Chatagnier, Hayden Dunhurst. These all these guys had great seasons last year. This lineup was impossible to get through. Yeah, they returned everybody. At, but I mean Hale Hayden. Baker. I mean Hayden Dunhurst has been hurt for uh, several games this year, but two twenty two. He's batting 222. Mm-hmm. Peyton Chatagnier is batting 230. Yeah. That's your leadoff guy. You know, Tim Elko's kind of doing his thing, but last year when he was on a torn ACL, he was doing this, pretty much the same thing he's doing now. So, I mean, that hasn't been anything revolutionary. Jacob Gonzalez has gone down. He's seen his batting average go down. They're basically, they've just turned into a home run hitting team, which is the opposite of what I thought they would be. I thought they would be a really good top to bottom lineup hard to strike out, singles and doubles in the gaps, and, and make you pay with home runs. But now they're they're almost exclusively hitting home runs. They hit two of them against Southeastern Missouri, and both of them were solo shots. And, and then they had, like, um, I think maybe like a sack fly or something for the other run. So this is not the lineup that I thought we would see, Brian. I, I remember saying it early in the season. I thought this was going to be the toughest lineup in the SEC. Mm-hmm. And right now – it's just not there, and it's hard to imagine it being this way because it's almost exclusively juniors and seniors, mm-hmm. guys that have been there. You know, TJ McCants is, is a sophomore, I think. Uh, Kemp Alderman is a freshman or a sophomore. Uh, Jacob Gonzalez is a, is a sophomore. But 
you got plenty of guys in this lineup that have been through the ringer and a healthy Tim Elko, and you're just not seeing it. Their, their lineup is very similar to what Mississippi State's is right now, and the numbers are very similar. They're batting eight points higher. State's actually hit six six more home runs, which is kind of hard to believe. I thought they it's would be way out there. night, but yeah. Oh, has it not been updated? I don't know. Uh, Ole Miss is sitting at 50. 60, 67 to 61 is what I see. Okay, the stats I have says 59, so maybe you're, you've got a more yeah, updated. I've, I've got the updated stats, so okay. it's it's six. Okay. Uh, but anyway, either way, State is ahead of them. State's actually on pace to break the school record in home runs. Yeah. Yeah, state, power has not been an issue for State this year. They've, I mean, the guys we all thought were going to hit home runs are hitting them. Clark, uh, Combus. Uh, I don't think we predicted Hunter Hines to be what he is, you know, but Jaeger has had power this year. And Logan Tanner and Luke Hancock and Cam James are all sitting on six, which means they, they very easily could finish the season in double digits, depending on how long it goes. Ole Miss, it's really weird. Like with State, I feel like I can make a reasonable argument that Landon Sims' injury deflated this team for a few weeks. And then Stones, I mean, you lost basically your two best pitchers for, for the season in one game. And in doing so, I think mentally that that was a big blow to the team, and it's taken them time to get out from underneath it. That, if you said, why did it go wrong for State this year, that would be, call it an excuse, but that would be my reason for it. I don't know what the reason for Ole Miss is. Well, both of their pitching staffs have been bad. Yeah. Um, State's earn run average is now in the in – over five. Over five, yeah. Which is really bad. Um, and Ole Miss is heading that direction. I think they're getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're they're at four point nine one, and I think this weekend they could we'll go very over, easily yeah. go over. So that's been the biggest issue. And when you do that, your offense presses. Your offense is forced to try to think big. We got to score runs. And when you think big and you think scoring runs, you're thinking we've got to hit the ball over the fence, or we you, we've got to hit the ball a mile. You don't have that simplistic approach at the plate that is line drives, ground balls, trying to trying to get on base, working pitch counts. Guys aren't thinking that. When you're thinking about scoring a bunch of runs, you're out there swinging for the fences. And I think both teams have done that. That's why you see both of them in the upper half of the league at home runs. But then you look at the batting averages, and you know Ole Miss is 283, State's 275. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I really think that – the pitching has just trickled down both offenses, and it's it, it's made both teams press a little more, which uh, will be interesting to watch this weekend because you're you're almost seeing a mirror image of yourself. This is the first time in a while that I've really looked at State and Ole Miss and said they look a lot like each other. Because in the past, you know, Ole Miss has had these big home run hitters. State has been playing for singles and doubles and stealing bases and small ball and stuff like that. The little guys, if you will. Now you're seeing more more of a similar approach between these two teams offensively. You're seeing some states had some has some big guys in this lineup now. They've in, they they've kind of pushed Hunter Hines and Slate Offord and and these guys into a lineup that used to be smaller. And now you got top to bottom, you got a pretty big lineup. And so for the first time in a while, I'm looking at these two teams and I'm seeing two similar teams that are going through similar things, but. I would say state looks more well put together right now than Ole Miss. It's I mean, funny I look, in that. I look at Mississippi State's rotation, and I look at that rotation this weekend, and I think 
that's a solid rotation. I think that rotation can give you a few innings. Ole Miss doesn't know what they're going to get from their group. Yeah. It, it, it feels like from a record standpoint, maybe before last night anyway. And, and, and here's the thing, and it's hard to believe I'm going to say this, but is not a bad team. And they're 17 and one in their conference. They're probably an NCAA they're, tournament team. They're eight and five. They're eight and four in their conference. Where did I read that they were 17 and one? Paul said they were 17 and one. He was reading their home record. I blame that on Paul Jones. Because I, but that's him. your fault for not doing the research. I trusted Paul Jones. Just like basketball. Just like basketball. I'm editing this whole thing out. Don't you dare do it. Never happened. Starting over. No, I'll leave it in. But I, I, I mean, I, I read that this morning and I was like, okay, well, whatever. I, I guess I should have thought about that. It's like, why would they have already played 18? But it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. That's a, they're not a bad team, is what I'm trying to say. They're 25 and 10, I think, overall. Um, Weren't they at Ole Miss last year they, in their regional? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, they came to state in 2016. They had the best pitcher strike from strikeout standpoint in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that game. Um, that, I mean, that's, that is a solid program usually. Yeah. yeah but yeah. not, but you should. They shouldn't go to the SEC team and win by 10. They almost got run ruled in that game at home. They, they put that run rule in effect for Ole Miss. Yeah. The, Ole, Ole Miss was, gonna, was going to win the game by run rule. Yeah. It ended up being the other way around. They almost lost that game by run rule. That would have that would have been something Oof. to behold. We'll just leave it at that. Um, so, for me, Robbie, I feel in my and we're not. I'm not it's not prediction time just yet, but I feel a sweep coming. But I don't know which team it's going to be. Either State's just going to go up there and punch Ole Miss in in the twig and two berries and just embarrass them at home and put the final nail in the coffin for Mike Bianco, or Ole Miss is going to rise up here. And, and, and somehow come off the mat. I have no idea which way it's going to go as we sit here. And I guess i got to figure it out by the end of the show. I don't think State is going to get swept. I mean, it seems that, unlikely. That would be, I feel like it's that just would be surprising. Yeah, but that would be surprising to me if they got swept. It would be. Um, because I, I, you know, I feel like uh, – but I, I could definitely see – Ole Miss getting swept in this because it just feels like they're teetering here. Not only teetering, I, I feel like they're free falling, and you have to, you have to step on their throats here if you're Mississippi State. You you really don't have a choice. You have to come out this weekend and dominate the weekend. Yeah. If if you want to go to postseason, if you want to get right back on track here, you got to go to Ole Miss and win that series. And if you got a chance to sweep it, you better do everything you can to sweep the series. Um. Because leaving this weekend at nine and nine in the league, eighteen games in, is a major win for Mississippi State. You've made up what you lost against LSU, and you're right back on track, in my opinion. And you're back in the NCAA tournament as well. But you've got to do it you, this weekend. You have to win this series. Um, and if you don't, I think it's I think that's it for Mississippi State. I, I don't think they're going to get in the NCAA tournament if they lose a series. The loser for is for sure out, and the winner yeah. is not a guarantee to be in. But they, they at least feel like, especially if it's state, because then you've won two series in a row, and your next series is, is with Missouri. And even though it's on the road, you feel like that's the team you can win this series against. If you win three series in a row, you feel like you're building some momentum. Well, you're sitting there at, at what, 10 and 10? If you, if, say you, say you, win, you win the Ole Miss series, and then you win the Missouri se- series, you're 10 and 10? You're 10 and 11. Right? No, 10 and 11. Yeah. So I, I really feel like you need to find a sweep one of these two weeks here. Yeah. 
Get to 11 and 10. Here. I think State was at one point, like Ole Miss was 13 and 2 when they were ranked uh, number one in the nation earlier this year. And, and, think, and most people, most people saw through that record. Right, they right. they didn't play anyone. I the think best team State, they played was was Central Florida. I think State was thirteen and two at one point in the uh, the twenty fifteen season, and then conference play started, and they were just a mess. They were like seventeen and one. They were, they were really good at one at one point, and then it just, because they played a similar schedule, they played, played no a one. Schedule. They didn't play anybody. Yeah, and that that's why it's important to get tested early. And last year, Ole Miss was tested early. They played a really good non-conference schedule, mm-hmm. just like Mississippi State did. And by the end of the year, both of those teams were really weathered. That's why they made runs. Ole Miss plays, you know, fifteen games against teams that either don't have a, po- a pulse or barely do, and then you jump right in to SEC play. In, in two weeks, you're playing the number one team in the country, and that's where it starts falling downhill. But you know that they have they have Missouri coming up, which is a winnable series for them. Mm-hmm. But you got to go to Arkansas. Yeah. You got to go to LSU. Yeah. You got to play an, and then you got to play an A and M team that's really good. Ole Miss is done if they lose a series. Mm-hmm. And Mississippi State is also I, I think Mississippi I State is also in that similar path. I because agree. State has A and M. They got Florida. They got Tennessee. You're not winning the Tennessee series. A&M series is going to be really difficult. Florida is going to be difficult, but at least it's at home, and you got that Missouri series. So you need to rack up some wins these next two weeks and then try to find some wins in the next three series to get like four wins. If you, if you, win, if you win the series against Ole Miss and sweep Missouri, which okay. is saying a lot, that's five yeah. wins there. That's five that's more 11. wins. So now, now you're 11. Safe. So then you find four wins between Florida A&M and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I think that is very manageable. Very rare. 15 rant. SEC wins, I think this team's in. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. So going to be it. This is going to be a very emotional series, I feel. Cuz I feel I feel like whoever loses is going to be broken. I mean, not just not just out of the NCAA tournament. I mean, like it's going to be difficult for them to win a series or maybe even a few games the rest of the year. Like I could yeah. see if Ole Miss loses this series, they might not win an S- they might not win an SEC game for a couple of weeks. So I think they're I think there's a very good shot that they get swept by Arkansas. Oh yeah. I think they're gonna lose at Southern Miss. Yeah. They'll beat Arkansas State. They'll they they they'll probably take one from LSU because LSU's pitching is not great on the front end. I mean you say that. And then the A and M series is gonna be tough for them. I just I don't know, man. This this is Ole Miss is teetering, and like we said, like I said at the beginning here, if they've given up, I mean, it could get ugly. It could get real ugly for them. But at the same time, they could bounce back this weekend. State's not good enough just to go up there and assume they're going to win. For, for my Here's end. what I'm really interested in seeing. Mm-hmm. So it's their double decker weekend, yeah. which has probably saved them because it, there there might be there might be a ton of empty seats there had they not had this double decker weekend, or there might be 50-50 state Ole Miss. Yes. So I'm interested to see what the crowd is like this weekend. You know, people might just say, screw it, we're going anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think fans are leaping off of this bandwagon here. I agree. So I, well, I'm, that, that could be interesting. You know, if, if they come in there and it, you know, it's, it's 45% Mississippi State fans at the game somehow, which I don't know if that's going to happen. It's unlikely, but yeah. Well, I mean, you that said, think about – 
that that's you know, Saturday is their big day, and that's the finale. Yeah. So what if State's got the first two? Yeah. And what's it look? We'll just say we we'll screw this. We're not just, going to this. Go to the spring game and call it a day. I mean, that's what happened to State against LSU. It is that 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 Sunday game would have been massive. Yeah. But or in the Saturday game, I mean, it, it, the Saturday game was a good crowd, but it wasn't super packed in there. That's because they yeah. had lost that Friday game in the way they had. So, I mean, the people just they they when you take that that out of people emotionally, they just don't want to see it. They don't want to watch it. Agreed. Agreed. And that that's going to be interesting to see this weekend for sure. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over, over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef it's what's for dinner. If you're looking to cook out this weekend, if you're going to be uh, watching baseball or, or doing whatever, and you're firing up the grill, remember nothing beats the sizzle of beef. Steaks and burgers, obviously great. Maybe some kebabs, maybe some fajitas on the on the Blackstone. Whatever you're looking for, man, beef has got the answer. Great meal, great value at the grocery store, and, of course, it's not bad for you either. A lot of meat, a lot of protein, a lot of vitamins and nutrients in every serving of beef. If you're looking for more information on beef, or if you're looking to find some great recipes for you and your family, go to msbeef.org. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. I got to get back there. Getting back there next week, and that's going to be on Robbie Falk's dime. Look at he's rolling his eyes. He signed. He knows he's got a big tab coming his way. Yeah, but I just can't be upset about going to two brothers. I got to. That's the thing. Yeah, that, that Joel always said that, and and it's the truth. Like, regardless of who wins the bet, we're gonna eat good. And it's yeah. like, you got to pay for it or not. You know, money is money is just money, man. It's just it's, it's all wood, hay, and stubble. It's all what? Wood, hay, and stubble. Wood, hay, and stubble. No, I've never heard that, man. You you finally outcountried me. It's I don't a, know that one. Well, it's not country. It's from the Bible. You've outbibled me, then. I don't know that one either. It it means that everything on this earth is going to be burned away, and the earth doesn't. I mean that everything. I mean, here I get it. Is I get not it. important. Okay, you're right. You're right. You know what is important? Smoked wings. That's right. All right. So we're I'm surprised Joel has never mentioned this in uh in all of his thunder and lightning shows. I mean, I got. I need to. I need to say something to him. He he didn't do a good job of ministering to me. Yeah, thank you, Robbie. Right. I appreciate that. I appreciate Although food is is wood hay and stubble as well, but in in this case, we're just going to enjoy it while we're here. So, well, you can enjoy it every time you're at Two Brothers in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products and great service. I know every business promises that, but who delivers? Who's really there for you when the chips are down? Advantage Business Systems is, guys. If you run a business and you've got equipment, if you got technology. When it breaks, you know what a pain it is to get somebody out there to fix that. When you're talking about one of these big companies, talking about a national brand, man, you're pulling teeth just to get somebody on the phone, let alone get somebody in the door to fix your problem. Not the case with Advantage Business Systems. You're talking to somebody here in the state of Mississippi that's usually going to be only 24 to 48 hours away from coming in and getting your business back up and running. You can't afford to wait around. you got to get things going immediately. That's where Advantage Business Systems steps in. Call them today and put them to work for you. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. I need a hitter and a pitcher, Robbie. Who makes a difference for State this weekend? Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. We've we, we screwed that up. 
Let's go to our interview now before we do that. Let's talk to Jake Mangum, get his thoughts not only on this series, but just to catch up with him, see how he's doing. Let's talk to the mayor of Oxford, Jake Mangum. So joining me now, a guy you might know, you might have heard of. He, he's kind of popular here at one time, long ago in the past. Jake Mangum joining me now. Before we, we talk about anything else, how are you? Fantastic, man. Just uh, about we're about nine games into the season, about 100, 110, 115 more to go. There's no problem. I mean, you know, real Americans work 365 days a year, Jake. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly right. This, it, you know, so I, I'm ready to roll, man. I, I mean, not, they work Christmas and everything, I guess, in, in my little <laughs> world there. Let's, let's talk a little baseball for you before we get into state and Ole Miss. And, and you know, this has been an interesting year for baseball because, you know, it looked for a minute there like there wasn't going to be any baseball for, for a second. I talked to you uh, right when that right when the lockout w- was starting to heat up. You said you were going to camp because you weren't on the 40-man roster, so they, they were sending you guys to camp. You know, Was that just a precautionary thing that, hey, might need you to play in the bigs this year? Uh, no. I, I think after the 90s, they kind of realized that the whole, like, scab player thing during a lockout doesn't work very well mm-hmm. um yeah i guess that's just kind of the conversations i was having with people around camp but uh they just sent the minors in the minor leaguers in in february just because they could i mean if you're gonna have a beautiful facility why not you know bring them in when they can um so while we were there for minor league camp it was just kind of a question mark, like what's going on we don't know but they finally showed up and uh was lucky enough to get an invite to big league camp and um it was a really fun experience man um then i got sent back down like the last couple of days of camp and uh spent three days in minor league camp then broke with uh binghamton again double a baseball team and um here we are nine games into the year how are you doing i saw you had three rbi on monday um not great right now. I'm hitting like, you know, I, I don't even worry about the numbers right now because, right. you know, we're at nine games and one big game can change your numbers entirely. Um, I've had a couple good games. I'm seeing it decently well. Um, you know, the big thing for me, man, is trying to figure out how to play in these windy, cold games. It's been so long for me because um, last year our season didn't start until May and I was in North Carolina, South Carolina for two weeks last year before we got home in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is my first April up north, and it, let me tell you, Portland, Maine, in April is it's a beast. And we I got five more five more games coming up here. I can't imagine it's any worse than Duty Noble that first that opening weekend, man. I, we always froze out there. Well, it was weird. My four years, we always had fantastic opening night weather. Fantastic freshman year, FAU was like seventy degrees. Sophomore year, Texas Tech was great. Mm-hmm. Now, we didn't ever win. Like, our opening weekends were terrible for us, but the weather was always great and the crowds were great. Well, I guess, I guess that's something. One other big topic before we get into this, uh, into this weekend. You know, obviously, in college sports right now, the, 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 the big hot-button thing is NIL. You are a guy that, in your college days, there's no question, you would have made good money on NIL. You were the most popular athlete at Mississippi State, one of the, the faces of your sport at that time. When you, when you look back now and you see what's happening now, I mean, I'm not asking, you know, are you jealous or anything like that, but are, are, you, are you pleased to see that the athletes today are, are, are finally starting to get their fair share a little bit? Um, you know, for me, it's, it's not necessarily like 
do I feel unlucky? No, I'm not unlucky. Dude, I had a great college experience. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, but you know what, man? I'm going to be real honest with you. Well, that last press conference I did in the College World Series, that was more for the scholarship stuff. I wasn't getting up there saying we should get paid. It was more just, hey, there should be 27 scholarships for everyone. Yeah. And, and you know, like I, I, did, I didn't like how there was a lot of question marks on, you know, what teams have this amount of scholarships, what team has that. Mm-hmm. That was the big thing. Um now that we're straight up playing, like paying players, is uh, I, I'm not I'm not for it. I'm not really? for it, and I I'm not. Um, yes, could I have made good money in college? Sure, but it's just the fact that we can now pay players that haven't played a snap for a team or haven't played a pitch for a team. It's ridiculous. Like we have got to pull back the reins a little bit, and um, you know at least. Just put guidelines up. I'm 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 hearing Saban talking about it a little bit, and the whole NIL transfer portal. I I I'm not I'm not bought on in bought in on it yet. I'll say that. Um, it sounds like it's not that the the idea of players making money is the issue. It's right now, like you said, that recruits guys who haven't done anything yet are getting these these huge numbers. And yeah, it's, like it's I, just I, an I heard a story. I heard a story of some quarterback that has made over a million dollars and hasn't played a snap yet. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Like, I, like, I, I don't know. I just, it's, it's, I have a hard time, you know, getting behind that side of it, but. Um, I feel like financially, it's not going to take long. It's going to take a couple of years, but eventually business owners are going to say like, okay, I, I'm losing money on these deals. I mean, it'd be one thing if everybody came in and was great, but there's bust, you know, this. So there's going to be guys who get these deals and then two years later, they're not doing anything or they've transferred out and people are, I think it's going to slow down. I think the market will correct itself in due time. This is my opinion on it. Uh, well, we got to see, man, because right now it, it's, it's a circus. It just is watching how kids are jumping schools and yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy to me, but yeah. I'm not. Like I'm not mad about it. I'm I'm happy guys are getting paid. Like don't get me wrong. Like you know, if you earn that money, go earn it. But yeah, yeah I'm I'm not big on the whole. We got a freshman coming in next year that's net worth is now eight hundred thousand dollars and hasn't even gotten on campus yet. It's that that's just very difficult to get behind. Now that being said, now that you're in the pros, you do have some deals. You do a lot with this company called Warstick. I see it all the time on social media. What's going on with them? Um, I just, they give me free bats. Uh, I don't make any, I don't make any money from them. I just, they're really nice to me. They treat me well and they give me free bats. That's Um, a good deal for, especially for a professional base. So for a minor league baseball player getting free bats, sign me up. That's a, that just brings up a question. You have to pay for your bats in the minors. Uh, your organization will buy you like six, six bats every like first half, second half. Okay. Okay. I was wondering, I was like, that seems like a big expense, but okay. Uh, it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, man, so like, yeah, I, I get free bats. Like, I haven't made a dime off four stick, but you know, <laughs> free yeah. bats, is, it's nice to. Really good deal. Really how nice did, to get that. How did the Mets become Mississippi State's uh, flagship MLB franchise, by the way? A lot well, of we MLB traded, flavor we just all the way traded JT again. I, I, and Buck made a joke about it. Uh, we're at camp, and I was like, hey, Buck, uh, hey, um, Tanner Allen's over there in the other dugout. We were on the minor league side doing some drills. and um, So, me and Buck walk over there, and he was like, careful now. Like, 
I'm trading away all my all the state boys, so be careful, TA. And uh, he just started laughing. It was a funny joke. Um, What's Buck but, like? I, I freaking loved my time with him, man. That was really, really fun. I'm doing everything I can to get back up, you know. I really want to play for him. I want to experience a season with him. Um, yeah. He's the man. He's got a great sense of humor and, and just a walking just book of knowledge of baseball. It's unbelievable the knowledge he has, man. Um, he gets it. He just gets it. He's a guy. He's a guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm just, not too pleased with him because they took two from the Giants yesterday, but I, I guess I'll. I'll just try to get over that if I, if I can. Uh, all right, let's talk this weekend. Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Your arrival in Starkville is the, the watershed moment in where this rivalry flipped. Before you got there, Ole Miss probably a little, had the advantage. I think they had taken three straight series from State at that point. Since you arrived in 16, State's won every series. I think they're 16-3 and three overall against Ole Miss. They've won every Governor's Cup. This has not been against bad Ole Miss teams. The question we tried to answer on Tuesday's podcast, and, and Robbie and I didn't get close to an answer, was why? Why has Mississippi State been able to dominate Ole Miss in this way? So I'm going to ask you that question. Why? Why is State taking control of this series in this way? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, my freshman year, I got to the field at like 10 a.m., for a night game against Ole Miss my first year. I, I went to a high school that's, that's you know, just a feeder school for Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I really don't. The, the game meant a lot to me because I knew it meant a lot to, like, you know, where I'm from. And, you know, if you're from Mississippi, it just it just means a lot. Because there's just no other way. It, like, like, and I remember like, an, an out-of-state guy was in, came in there second. He got in there like an hour later. Um. Cause I was so excited for that game. I'll, I'll never forget that. And, um, and he was like, Hey man, it's just another game. Relax. And I was like, nah, no, no, yeah. no, it's not. It's not. And, um, I think that we just finally got a bunch of guys that, you know, first off our 2016 team was really good. Yeah. But let's start there. We were really, really good that year. Sophomore year. We had no business going into their place and sweeping them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 17, um, but you know, man, I don't know what it was. I think we had a lot of guys that bought into that rivalry and was just like, "Hey, we got to go win a ball game." Like, you know, does, we don't, we don't want to lose these guys. Does the fact that you know Mississippi State year in year out has more Mississippi kids on its roster than Ole Miss? It, it, does that? Yes, to it? yes. I, and I also think that's what I had something to do with. When you got Luke Hancock from the area, it's you know he, he's bought in. Mm-hmm. When you got you know just anyone from that area, Riley self from that area, he's bought in like, you know, just Mississippi kids like Luke Alexander. He was bought in. Yeah. Like we had a lot of buy-in on that rivalry. Marshall Gilbert was from Wisconsin, but that dude got really excited to play Ole Miss. Granted, he room with, with, with most of us, but yeah, uh, there's a lot of different reasons, man. But the, the four years I was a part of that rivalry, man, it was it was absolutely insane how we won some ball games and, and what we and how we did it. It was really cool. You, you mentioned something there too. You know, sweeping them in seventeen, and you swept them again in nineteen. You never lost in Oxford. Uh, State hasn't lost in Oxford a game since twenty fifteen. Is it sweeter to win up there? Heck yeah! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. answer there. When you go on the road and sweep a team, it's just like hey, like. <laughs> Sorry about it. I hope you have a good week. <laughs> Let's talk about 18 a little bit because 
you know, that, that, that team and this year's Mississippi State team, there's obviously some, some, there's some uh, common things, right? You know, a lot of adversity. That team, you know, started off the season slow. That Ole Miss series was kind of the turning point. You know, you got rained out on Friday. You played the doubleheader on Saturday and split with them. And then Sunday, Luke, uh, Luke Alexander hits the walk-off home run. Do you feel like maybe, you know, I think State got some momentum last weekend, you know, taking two out of three from Auburn, but could that be the same thing here where this series sort of sparks a a late season run? Well, first off, our team's in a great spot. Like, all you need is 15 wins. Mm -hmm. Every year, your baseline needs to be get 15 wins in conference, and we're right where we want to be for that. It's – we're okay. But this, yes, this is a big weekend. Last weekend, big weekend. We went, we won two out of three. This weekend, we're going to Oxford, right? It's at Oxford, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We go win Friday night, and then when Saturday rolls around, Thursday, figure Thursday. that out. Thursday night. Yeah. All right, we go win Thursday night. If you don't win Thursday, go win. You see what I'm saying? Let's mm-hmm. just take it game by game, and it's a big game. The whole state will be watching, and it's just go do it. You know, like go be some dogs. Go back to that 18 series. And, and, you know, what was your, you know, because that 18 team, I think there's another similarity in that coming in, you're trying to replace Brent Rooker, triple crown winner, SEC player of the year. This team is trying to replace Tanner Allen, you know, not a triple crown winner, but SEC player of the year. You can't replace those guys. And I, a question I like that, I've asked uh, Lamonis a couple of times, is it more difficult to replace leadership or production? And you know, he, he, he's like, man, it's, it's really difficult to replace both. That 18 team had you, had Elijah, had, had leaders on it. This team, I still feel like it's trying to find leaders. It feels like a, a big performance against Ole Miss from Hancock or James or, or Logan Tanner would sort of elevate them in that role, wouldn't it? Well, I wouldn't even say a big performance. Just go win the series, mm-hmm. you know? Like, just go win the series, and I don't care what so-and-so does. It's just it's a team effort. And you got to go win a ball game. There's going to be someone on our team that struggles Thursday night. There's going to be someone that does well, and we're going to need that person that struggles to be picked up by a teammate. It's that simple. Um, like, you know, you, you get so wrapped up in who, who's who's leading, who's not leading. Like, what Mississippi State does is we always have a locker room that's bought in. Um, I know the buy-in's high on that team because we have guys that were a part of our runs whenever I was there and, you know, in 17, 18, 19. Like, there's guys that were a part of teams that made the runs. Heck, last year won a national championship. Like, so, I mean, they, they know. Like, they, they know what being bought in is, and I know they're bought in. Like, they're going to the yard this weekend. They're going to get to play Ole Miss. They're going to put on the M over S. It's going to be a fun weekend, man. I'd give anything to be out there for that series this weekend. Um. So I, I know that they're going to be like, they're going to be bought in and they're going to be leading the way and I, I'm not too worried about that. It's just hopefully the ball rolls our way. So um, you correct me if I'm wrong on, on these next two, but I'm pretty sure in your first at bat against Ole Miss you hit a home run, and then I'm pretty sure in your last at bat you drove in a, like an RBI single or RBI double. I do remember tweeting that you twisted the knife in Ole Miss one last time in your last at bat there in Oxford. Uh, I don't know if it was my first at bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you, you might. Didn't you lead off the game with a home run? Or the top I did. First? I did. Um, but it was a day game. I, I thought. Yeah. I thought that was the Saturday game, my freshman year. Oh, that's right. You're correct. Yeah, you are right. So I don't know about yeah, Friday night. I don't remember. Look, like I, I'll say, I, I, 
it's funny, man. Like people in the Mets organization will mess with me. Like, oh, Mayor, you know, Mister Starkville. Like, yeah. like you know, they'll, yeah. they'll just poke and you know make some jokes, but uh, it, all in good fun. Like, um, but I tell you what, man. I, I you know, I always just kind of like you know, like downplay it as best I can. But I will say, like, one thing is like in that series for four years, like it, you know, it, it de- like I definitely remember that, like everything about it. Yeah. Well, that's one question. Was like, what's the yeah, moment yeah. that stands out the most? Is it Luke Alexander's? I'd say junior year. I'd say the game that's because freshman year, you know, we went two out of three at home. It was nice. Like, yeah, but we expected to win that. We had a great ball club and then we were at home. Right. Uh, sophomore year, actually. Sophomore year. Okay. Up there. Because we were up there. In, yeah. We go on the road. Friday night, like, you know, we were, we had so many pitching injuries sophomore year. So we went Friday, went Saturday, we won the series. And then I start on the mound on Sunday. That's, right. that's the one that was like, all right, <laughs> are we really about to sweep them? And I'm up there just chunking an 88, 90 mile an hour fastball as best I can. And um, we won this. So, yeah, I'd say it was sophomore Sunday or junior year governor's cup. One I was of about those. to say, where, where they walked you to pitch to Luke. Yeah, they, they, they put, they, you were the winning the run. They put the winning run on. Yeah, from first and the ball in the gap to win it. That was yeah. that was crazy. Put the winning run on to pitch. A, oh well, let's see how that worked out. Junior year game three. I, uh, it, it was good, man. It was good. It was yeah. good. Just a there good go. series. Well, good times. I'm, I'm glad we get to to relive some of those memories. Yeah, and right, L- how about how about L.A. Just being just the walk off kid. Yeah, Killed that him. was crazy. I think about that. I think about. Was it? I don't remember. It was the Friday. I think about Rooker's play at first base, sophomore year yeah, Sunday. I was going to say that he makes a backhand play, and it's just like, what? And then we won. It was just to, to Cole Gordon's like infield single up there as well. Cole Gordon struck out on a wild pitch. That's right. Yeah, on yeah. a play. How crazy! It was just. It was always just the craziest like stuff happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then the other one I remember is. Uh, your, I guess your last year, the fog delay up there where Ethan was just mowing them down, and they're like, oh, no, we've got to have a fog delay. So he can't come back out there, but Lee Belt comes out there and, 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 and shuts him down from there. Yep. So That was tough, losing our ace, but we won that game. And, and yeah. Swept. It's, it's so, it's, you know, there's, there's a combination of, yeah, State's got great teams and they've won these games, but there's been some, some funny breaks in there, too, and almost all of them seem to have gone against Ole Miss. Yeah, there's no other way to put it. Um, there's it, it really was just like the craziest, just craziest games. It'll be fun. We'll see what happens this weekend up there in Oxford. Three games starting, uh, as you're listening, starting. Uh, we need, yeah, well, we just need the guys to go out there and compete. That's all we need to do. And hopefully the ball rolls our way. That's, so, that's the best way to put it. Jake, it's always good to talk to you, man. Good luck this year and uh, up there yeah, in exactly. Hope, hopefully in New York City uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, you need to get LA on the phone and talk to him. Um, Luke, would send be me his number. Too. Send me his number. I'll, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him tomorrow if, if I can get him. Uh, I'm sure you'll be able to, man. He cool. he was he was the true rebel walk off guy, man. My gosh, we'll we'll, we'll get him on. So, all right, buddy. All right. Take it easy. It's great talking to you guys, man. God bless you. Have a good weekend. See you later. All right, thanks to Jake. Appreciate his time as always. Doing really well up there in Binghamton, and hopefully, like I said, we'll see him uh, swinging in the Big Apple sooner rather than later.
All right, Robbie, go ahead. Give me your uh, your playmakers for the weekend. My hitter this weekend is going to be Cam James. Okay. Cam James is beginning to get things going for Mississippi State. He had a big game. It was JSU, but still came out and really swung the bat well. He's leading the team in, in batting average. He's leading the team in hits, and he's starting to hit the long ball as well, which um, we haven't seen as much. So the last three ball games, he has seven hits. And I, I really believe – and then the first ball game against Auburn, he was over for 2, but he walked three times. So uh, he's finding his way on base. He's starting to get confident, and I think that's great news for Mississippi State. And this is a veteran player. Mississippi State's going to need a veteran player to get them wins on the road. And I feel like Cam James is going to be that guy. He's going to get a big hit. He's going to have a big home run uh, and, and one or two of the ball games and really get Mississippi State going offensively. I'm, I'm going with Cam okay. uh, for the weekend at the plate. Pitching-wise, that's, that's a tough one. I think I'm going to go Preston Johnson. Okay. On Friday, Mississippi State is either going to be going for the series or they're going to need a win to set up a, a possible series win on, on Saturday. Yes. And Preston Johnson is the important piece of this weekend. He can win you a series or he can keep the series alive for you. Last two ball games have been really good from Preston Johnson. He was almost untouchable against Auburn until he was left in a little too long. Mm-hmm. But against LSU, through six innings, gave up only two hits and one run, struck out ten. Against Auburn, nine including that last inning that he had, I think he gave up two, maybe three hits in the first six innings and only one run in those first six. So his first six innings the last two weeks, he's given up four hits and two runs, and he struck out 22 guys. He's going to be huge for Mississippi State this weekend. You have to have a great start from him. You don't want to see what you saw at Arkansas. Four innings, seven hits, seven runs. Georgia wasn't great. Six innings, five hits, four runs. He has to come out and shut down this old Miss lineup. Might give up a home run, but just don't walk batters. Attack them. Make them beat you. And I think if Preston Johnson does that, he's either going to win you uh, the series or he's going to force a game three situation. You're going to play game three anyway, but an opportunity to win the series on Saturday with Cade Smith. And that's where you want to get the ball to, Cade Smith on Saturday. Uh, with a chance to do something special. Uh, so Preston Johnson, I feel like, is the key cog for Mississippi State this weekend. I like those selections. Uh, I don't think there's – there may not be a hotter hitter in the country than R.J. Yeager, so I'm going to go with him. State has finally figured out the top of the order. Yeager, not a traditional leadoff hitter, man. He's blasting the ball out of the ballpark. But if State can start a game off one nothing, they'll certainly uh, take that. He's just hot right now. And with the bottom of the order there, Cumbus is state's leading hitter, and, and Forsythe is starting to figure some things out at the plate. On that second time around, he's having some RBI opportunities as well. Had a, You mentioned Jackson State. He had a nice game against them uh, as well. So Jaeger's the guy I'm going to go with for my playmaker at the plate. On the mound, this isn't last year. And State you know, can't afford, for the most part, to, to be as selective with its pitchers. I think these could be some close games. I won't be surprised to see KC Hunt twice. If you can keep his, him to one inning uh, in both appearances, so he is really state's only reliable arm at the, out of the bullpen. He's the only guy that you, if you if I look down who's coming in, he's the only guy that I feel okay you're going to get out of this inning with. So I feel like he could play a big role for Mississippi State. He'll be in at least one safe situation and possibly two. Remember last year, Landon Sims. This was the only series he played uh, two games uh, yeah. until you got to the postseason. 
So we'll see if uh, if that's the case. But I'm going to go with uh, Casey Hunt. Am I going to go with a sweep? I, I can't. I can't. It's going to be tough to sweep. It's mm-hmm. going to be tough to sweep. But I'll. T- I think State will win the series. I do think that Ole Miss is teetering on the edge, both as a team, but mentally more important than that. And if State can get the first two, they are going to win on Sunday. But I feel like State will probably drop one of the first two. But I trust – I'm sorry, on Saturday. But I feel like Kate Smith will come back and get that win. But I will take State to win two this weekend. Yeah, I think I'm going to do the same thing. I just – I don't feel good about Mississippi State, but I really don't feel good about where Ole Miss is right now. And Ole Miss is, what, 0-6 in SEC play at home? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they have not played well at home either. I mean, they lost a midweek game at home this week. Yeah. So this is the time to get Ole Miss. This is the time for Mississippi State to attack. And they've got to come out this weekend and, and play really well and, and take advantage of the fact that Ole Miss has been knocked down right now. Either either they're going to get up and fight or they're going to lay, they're going to lay uh, down. And I think getting those first two games, like you mentioned, I think they can get the sweep. But – I can't predict that either because I don't feel good enough about Mississippi State's pitching uh, to do that. But I do think right now that Mississippi State is going to win this series. I do too. I do too. But we'll see. It could go. It really and truly could go either way. And I, I don't have a. I feel good about my prediction, but I don't feel great about it. And if we if we're here next week talking about how State messed up and screwed up this series. It's it's a real possibility. So, speaking of next of next week, let's just sort of give you a little calendar. And Robbie again is just finding this out. So uh, tomorrow's show, Friday show, Robbie is going to be you know in transit between Oxford and Starkville. I'll just be on here by myself uh, to recap what happens Thursday night in uh in Oxford, and then next week I'm doing a little vacation. We will do a Sunday slash Monday podcast to recap the weekend, and then that's it for the rest of the week. So, gonna take some time off. Oh, good. You need some time off. I do. You never do. take time off. I don't. Not, not enough. Not enough. Yeah. I'm sorry. I haven't bought into the American ideal of working myself to death. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna relax a little. It'll be all right. So, you guys, I'm gonna say. No, I've already talked about wood hay and stubble. I mean, yeah. you might as well enjoy your time on Earth while you can. While you can. I will. I'm going to. All right. Back tomorrow, guys. Have a great weekend. If you're traveling to Oxford, please be careful. And uh, we'll see what happens with the Bulldogs and uh, and the Rebels. Also, once again, thanks to Jake Mangum for joining me. Always great to talk to Jake. Such a good guy on top of being a legendary baseball player. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.